Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're having our usual stroll in the Welsh Hills today, although it certainly is a bit chilly than it has been of late. We're here in September. It's been raining quite a lot, so we haven't been up here very much. And also, we've been working really hard trying to fix our bath. We're really, really delighted to actually have a working bath now. Yay. Communal <laughs> effort. The delights of plumbing. Pete did most of the plumbing, but I did a lot of moral support, didn't I? Yeah, I couldn't do it without <laughs> moral support. So now that the all-important uh, uh, plumbing has been done, we can yeah. get back to the podcasts. <laughs> so interesting times indeed. My God, it's like we uh, we moved. It's like it's a bit like out of the frying pan into the fire, isn't it? We'd uh, oh, yeah. wave goodbye finally to uh, Johnson. And there was like even there wasn't even a moment for a sigh of relief was there before no. Truss came in and destroyed our economy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> ba- barely a barely a breath there, and then yeah. off, off she goes. Yeah, so yeah. the Truss administration is off to a flying start. That's huge waves of destruction already. Been told off by the uh, IMF today. Yeah. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the IMF has basically told them to reverse their, their, their neoliberal me- measures, you know. <laughs> and they, they don't normally intervene with the G7. In other words, one of the rich rich, rich countries. And in fact, like a, a contributor to the IMF, Britain, I believe, is like a, I don't know, an account holder or whatever you'd call it. I mean, the IMF is, is, uh, is, is itself a neoliberal organisation. It's the the lender of last resort for countries. So when the Greek uh, economy went went tits up a few years ago, as documented by Yanis Varoufakis in his his, his uh, various books, I think Adults in the Room might have been the one where he talks about that. Uh, they called in the IMF, but the IMF always extracts conditions. It'll lend you loads of money, but it extracts conditions. And the conditions are usually something like austerity, you know, um, pri- privatise this, that and the other. Anything anything held in public ownership, they almost force you to privatise. They give people's bank accounts, haircuts and all kinds of stuff, you know, pensions. They try and they try and get get governments to sort of clamp down on unions and God knows what. They're, they're, they're pr- pr- pretty horrible bunch. The UK has called them in once before, under Harold Wilson. The economy went a bit funny and they had to borrow a load of money off the IMF. And devalue the pound, is what they did. Some of you might remember it. Pretty well, as soon as she was able to take up the position, after the interminable internal Tory party election, which went on for weeks, didn't it? Yeah. Hustings all around the country. Bear in mind, there's, I think, what do they reckon? There's about 160,000 Tory party members. Mostly male, mostly white, mostly over 65 or 70, and mostly wealthy. They, they elected from between two candidates chosen by the Parliamentary Conservative Party, which was Rishi Sunak and uh, Liz Truss. Um, so they, they, they elect uh, the, the, the leader of the party who then pretty well automatically becomes the Prime Minister. And of course, uh, well, they elected Trust, but not by very much. So she's, she's there on, on the 
the sight of 80,000 people, which was what uh, how many votes you got from amongst the Tories. And it, it was, it was, I don't know, it was under 50% of the vote because there was a f fair few abstentions. It was fairly close. So on that basis, she's, she becomes the Prime Minister of the country. Of course, a few days after she'd been to see the Queen to get, like, officially fucking get the royal stamp, uh, which is how it works in this kind of, like, archaic um, um, quasi-feudal system that we got. The Queen drops dead, you know. Just, and then we had all, all that fucking idiocy. Uh, royal mourning. Even unions were calling off strikes and stuff like that. <laughs> it's quite, it is absolutely insane, in my opinion. Uh, if you are interested in figuring out what the monarchy actually is about, we did do a podcast on it, actually, not that long ago. And I'm pretty critical of it, as you, as you can imagine. It's just fucking ideological fucking bullshit. The whole game. It was it was quite a spectacle to watch, though, and uh, I think mainly the things we were uh, interested <laughs> in that time is the people that we watched were reporting on the reporting yeah. because just the just the way that the whole thing was covered was really quite fascinating. Yeah. The poor reporters, like by about day five, they'd run out of things they, to say. They desperate. They were des. They were standing in front of the camera, and you could you could just see it in their eyes. Yeah. Oh my God! I can't think of another single thing yes. to say about the Queen. Yes. So they start talking that uh, there's David Beckham standing in the queue. He's wearing a hat, probably because he's he doesn't want his head to get sunburned in the. <laughs> the sunshine uh it's a tweed hat and it and it looks Hello. very nice and it was like wall to wall like i feel like how long <laughs> 10 10 oh days of some God. kind of bullshit oh, well we're gonna get another load of bullshit because they'll they'll kind of coronate a new king you know but again unfortunately an absolute gift of the tories because they could slip through all sorts of shit yeah, while was, everyone was distracted was, like yeah. tr the first thing uh, liz Truss did lift the ban on fracking and yeah. off we go with this uh, yeah. marvelous opportunity for the world, and to, yeah. and another another yeah. massively environmentally dis destructive uh, plan from good old yeah. Liz, because she hates solar panels. Nothing worse, apparently, according yeah. to her, than a field full of solar panels. So ugly, so terrible. But let's get um, the fracking but going. Fracking's excellent. You oh know. yeah. Well, they're climate deniers. Yeah. They're, um, they're, they despise the working class and the contemptuous of the working class. And, uh, well, you might, re you might know there was a, a sort of a non-budget budget given by the, uh, 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 Premier Truss's new Chancellor of the Exchequer, who's the money guy, Kwasi Kwarteng, uh, which was, fr I think it was only last Friday, was it last Friday? But it's not been very long. So he's, he's going to announce his, his kind of like non-budget budget or it's a fiscal event or something. I think he was um, uh, uh, paraphrasing Vladimir Putin with his spe special military operation. Not a war, a special military operation. Not a budget. Yeah. You know, a but fiscal event. The thing event. is, if they call it a budget, they have to actually... Uh, cost it they have to yeah. explain how they've uh, worked yeah. worked out all how they're going to finance everything well the, the, but if they don't call it a budget mm. and just announce something mm. they don't need to say anything about how they're actually going to yeah. make any of it happen yeah well there's an institution and i can't i don't know who put it in it, it sounds like a tory invention but it it may not be it's called the office of budget responsibility, responsibility the obr 
Yeah. And no, well, it's how that Parliament's got the numbers and can and uh, can deliberate on on any uh, monetary or fiscal fiscal uh, changes that the government's proposing. So this all can be properly come under democratic scrutiny. But he didn't do that. He just announced. He said, "We'll do that after." <laughs> you know. And from the moment he opened his mouth, the pound started its nosedive the down into the pound. Into pound no, nosedive to, to like one dollar oh four, which is like the the lowest ever, I think, the low, the, against the US dollar, which of course is actually sort of booming a bit against many other currencies because of that, how much the Fed is raising the interest rates. Of course, it's the, it's the the hegemonic uh, currency anyway. You know, it's the global reserve currency still, just about. Though we know China and uh, Russia and uh, Iran and, and other countries are, are taking moves to to short circuit that for their own trade between themselves. So, quite how long we've talked we've talked about this uh, endlessly, and other people have hardly hardly mentioned it, pandits. You know. It's just now coming into recognition. You heard it here first, folks, as usual, <laughs> to be honest with you. But anyway, chaos ensues, the pound plummets. The IMF waded in today, this morning or last night or something. This is as the Tory Tories are about to go to their conference. At the same time, Labour Party conference is now drawing to a close. They've been there nearly a week. I don't know how long they're going for. Um, not very interesting staged uh, more for the consumption of the press in Middle England than for elucidating policies and that kind of stuff even though the left has managed to, to pass some motions from the floor it's not to say that the actual executive you know that the, 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 the leader of the party and his gang the front bench as they call them don't just ignore the wishes of conference you know supposed to be a democratic party but is it fuck <laughs> you know far more interesting was the events on the side it's called the world transformed it's like a parallel lefty conference also in liverpool loads and loads of good stuff on that good analysis good talks and so on Pl plenty of stuff about things happening in other countries and so forth and uh, just very very interesting well they're very interesting but quite interesting so all this, all this swirling of, of mad politics. Now with the pound crashing, and we've already also got like the, the the highest rate of inflation for a long time. I think since the 1970s or something. I do remember it's higher, but it's pretty high. And it's uh, with the pound crashing against the dollar bear in mind that this is a country which imports 80 percent of its food or some some figure of that order we import everything in this country mrs thatcher uh, stopped it from being a manufacturing productive country to, to, in order to smash organized labor and turned it turned it into a country dependent on finance capital on the city of london on sell, on, on doing dirt, dirty deals with money and the rest of us live off the crumbs from the table of that. Mm. It's a slight exaggeration, but it's not too much of one. It does mean that overall the country depends on imports for, for basic necessities, including like energy, which of course, and you know, we're being price gouged, gouged on energy. Complicated by the fact that 
world gas prices and oil prices are going up because of because of Russia sort of trying to control its flow of oil and gas to Europe as a means of putting political pressure on Europe and NATO, which are NATO countries, which are arming Ukraine in its war with Ukraine. So, but that's not the whole thing. Just to blame the whole thing on on, on the on the pandemic. And, and on the Ukraine is just absolutely silly. Somebody somewhere in an office is deciding that we'll try and get X, Y, Z for the, for the gas, you know. The idea that it's a pure free market is complete and absolute lies, you know. Then they're making enormous profits. I mean, g- gas prices have, have been going down. Again, you know, they fluctuate, but uh, the wholesale price, but we don't see that. Our, our gas price goes up and up and up. So they've made enormous profits. Enormous profits. I water in amounts, amounts, amounts of money, basically by price gouging. And the whole thing is, is a trickle-up. It always was. The capitalist system's always been trickle-up. They've, t- they, they've claimed it was tri- trickle-down and the best way of relieving world poverty and every damn thing. You know, you've got the Stephen Pinker kind of story. Yeah. Even though somebody said there's one child dies of malnutrition in the world every four fucking seconds. Yeah. There's at least a billion people go to bed hungry every night. With just, they're not even reaching the calories that they need to sort of sustain life, you know. But you've got these liberal ideologues who'll claim that capitalism is working and it is slowly but surely really taking poverty down in the world. Because overall, the level has, has you know, the level has gone up some, somewhat. But nevertheless, it's far from cured. And it could be cured. It's not like it's impossible. It's not like there's enough stuff. There's not like an actual real scarcity. There isn't. It's a problem of dis- distribution and fairness, you know. And, uh, so you'll hear all kinds of lies about the, the global capitalist system that we live under, but basically it's a trickle-up system. And, th- and this trust government is, is just blatant and barefaced about it. They will sort of say, oh yeah, well it's going to be good for everybody. So they, 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 give, they, give, they remove the cap on bankers' bonuses. Bear in mind, these guys typically will get a million pound bonus. They've removed the cap on that and say that's good for everybody. They've removed the top right of tax, from, uh, which was 45%. They've just abolished it. Which is like a gift to the, 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 the rich, the very rich. And they just blatantly have just produced this non-budget budget. It's just basically... Just a way to give more money to the rich people. And, um, really? and, to, gouge, and to gouge it in a very obvious and unshamefaced way out of the poor. Because we're allowed to shirkers anyway. I mean, yeah. Truss and Quartang were joint authors of a book along with a few other neoliberals. It's come out in 2016, and it? it's called you know, Britannia Unchained, which is like a neoliberal manifesto. So this, this gang, this, this gang of neoliberals who, who wrote this book, in that book they said that the British worker was like, Lazy and shiftless, you know. The worst and... idlers in the world, yeah, as is the yeah. wording. That's how yeah. they described us. Yeah. Yeah. That's the contempt now for us. And, of course, one of his other measures is going to make it really difficult to go on strike. Mm-hmm. So, basically, if you can't withdraw your labour, if you can't say to, some, to an employer, I'm not, I'm not going to sell you my labour because you're fucking me about, you're a slave. People who can't withdraw their labour are slaves. Yeah. And that, that is the, the complete direction. It's class war. 
Now, the idea that somebody, people who say they declare class war, they didn't declare class war. Class war is the fundamental nature or class struggle, class antagonism, let's get very technical and precise. Class antagonism is the very nature of life, of society and the economy in capitalist societies. Sometimes it's concealed, sometimes it's a bit less strident. Sometimes a political party gets into power in a country and they manage to, to get more crumbs from the table for the working class. But basically, the fundamental apply is that those societies, the chief feature of them, or one of the very chief features of them, is class antagonism. And that means that my interests as a worker are not the same as your interests as an owner of the means of production. You own a factory, you make a profit out of the work that I do. I try and get as much for my labour as I can, you try to pay me as little as you can. And that is the nature of class antagonism. If I find that my wages are not covering the cost of living, and then some, you know, we want some nice things, we want to go on holiday, we want to buy the kids some nice Christmas presents, etc. Perhaps we wouldn't mind down in an house eventually. If my wages don't meet basics and, and then some, I, I, might, I will pressure you, as the owner of the factory, to, 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 get, more, to get more out of you. To, for, to get you to pay more, more to me, to get you to take less of a cut in the form of profit, dividend. And if you don't play ball, I, do, I use, I use uh, the, the only weapon, I would call it, that I've got, which is to strike. It's not the only one, of course, you can work to rule and things like that. But it's basically the strike is what we do. We say, well, we're not going to sell you our labour. And if it's a free market, and these buggers, remember, are free mar market fundamentalists, it's a free market in everything except labour. Because if it was a free market, you would be able to say, I'm not going to work for you at that rate. I'm not coming in. And for you to get together with your mates to coordinate it, up to and including a general strike. Bear in mind, in this context of, of this uh, declaration of class war, this making it difficult for unions to, to call for strike action, just by making, making the, the, the ballot requirements so, so kind of like time-consuming and expensive that that discourages strikes. And by, by uh, asking for a ballot, a ballot on every single pay offer that, a, uh, that an employer makes, you can see how they just turn that into a delaying tactic. Because if you then went on strike, their plan is to make it illegal. So presumably they'd jail union bosses, they'd prosecute people, fine them, you know. This is slavery. So uh, class struggle is intensifying or becoming more apparent. But don't imagine that this is a new thing. It is always there. It's a feature of the system. So, so you're intensifying class struggle... Uh, global economic collapse with, collapse with the UK leading the pack. I mean, one of the anxieties of the IMF, which caused them to, to admonish the, the UK, is that it might, it might start a kind of like a, an avalanche, you know, or it, 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 might, it might infect the rest of the world economy, which is in a fucking bad state anyway.
all of it. Well, I was going to say that. It's pretty, it's pretty yeah. um, unbalanced right now yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah. Mean, meanwhile, Mr Putin has a, a re, has referenda in the Donbass, in, in, in Donetsk and Luhansk. And it seems pretty fake. I mean, I know, I know the rest of the world are saying it's a, they're a fake referenda, and I, th- I do actually think that they are. You know, because they're now claiming that 99% of the people in those regions in southern Ukraine, which have been occupied or, or have been been under, have been in a state of war since 2014, I think it is. Eight years, they've they've been in a state of war with with, with you know with the R- Russian military involved. Obviously, it's intensified with this more general invasion of the Ukraine by the Russian military. So they're now claiming that, uh, that, that, that that is Russian territory. And if the if if anybody uh, if anybody puts boots on Russian territory, that they will use all means necessary, which is like Mr. Putin's threat of tactical nukes. This is serious, serious, serious shit. So you got all that. Mean, meanwhile, climate change. And um, the the attempt for world governments in cooperation to mitigate c- climate change caused by emissions of climate climate gases, mostly CO two, but also methane, etc., is stumbling. You know, and our government is one that well, they're just basically climate deniers. You know. They are captured by the fossil fuel industry. They have deep connections with the fossil fuel industry. Their lobbyists have deep connections with the fo- fossil fuel industry. Their think tanks, the Tufton Street Mob, the Institute of Economic Affairs and, and the Taxpayers Alliance, etc., have got deep contacts with uh, billionaire oligarch money, which they use to try and um, inform the public discourse. Which they used to kind of produce things like working class Tories, you know, people who will actually vote for these maniacs. So it's all of a piece what's going on. It's, it, it, it sounds like it's like all, a whole load of like fragmented different bits, disconnected but all, but all sort of bad, all destructive. The truth is, it's all, it's, they're, they're, they're all related to each other, you know. Yeah. And uh, well, what is to be done? And we've been saying for years that all all radical causes need, need, need to be able to sort of cooperate, network, coordinate their activity. And they don't like talking to each other, they do, tending to, to fall into fragmentation. And the, 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 uh, the, the oligarch-owned gutter press fosters that, that fragmentation of all possible opposition with culture wars and bollocks like that, you know. And, and with you know m- massive denials that there's such a thing as, as as class antagonism, I mean the whole royal spectacle is there to try and produce a solidarity around nation and customs and quasi constitution, you know, and and, and 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 feudal emotional bollocks, yeah, I'm not, emotional I'm not sure manipulation. It really this time. Actually, I don't think. I think if this had happened, uh, say, five years ago, yeah. they would have had much more success. 
Yeah, but I, I, I don't think, know. I think it didn't work as well as they'd hoped, actually. No, this no, no, but that's what it's for. Oh, yeah, I mean, whether, what it, it's whether for. it works yeah. or not uh, is still in question, I would say, but uh, uh, that's what it's for. Oh, yeah. It's to produce an alternative solidarity around, ni- around the spurious concept of fucking nation. Right? And, uh, and that way, the purpose of that is to sideline or to obscure the fact that class antagonism is so kind of primordial. So they can get, you know, they'll get heterosexual people getting all steamed up about trans people and, and black people getting steamed up about white people getting steamed up about brown people. And, of course, uh, 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 last week we've had riots in Leicester between Hindus and Muslims exported from the subcontinent, from the, you know, in which the, the, the fascist BJP Modi government certain things to answer for what I would say in that context so and you can run it around any monarch, a monarchist republican love the queen think it's bollocks all of that anything anything to divide and rule you know but within it under, under the rubric, rubric of trying to create this alternative solidarity and anybody who doesn't like it is a traitor you know so all of that obscures class struggle, which is very, very primordial, which is an economic reality. People think it's about cloth caps and whippets. It fucking isn't. It's about whether you sell your labour or not to, in order to survive. It's an economic. It's very, very hard. It's very, very material. It's very grounded in the, the, in, in the soil and the factories and the oil and the grit and the work, but also the intellectual work as well, the teaching the administering medical care, and so on. So that's the context, you know, that's, that's kind of what's happening at the moment. But we've always said, yeah, all, all of the, the fragments need to stop being fragments and to learn to cooperate. But I've noticed, you see, we've been saying that for five years, but now the left is now starting to say it. I'm just watching some World Transform this morning. And listening to one of the delegates, I don't know who it was, it was Zara Sultana or somebody, one of those those uh, shouty left MPs, you know, and uh, saying, well, we've got to, we've, we've got to, we've got to mo- mobilise our communities. And I kept saying, community, you know, build communities. I mean, this is one of Jeremy Corbyn's uh, excellent ideas, was that the, the, the Labour Party and constituencies would have a, a, commu- a community building gr- unit or group, you know. So instead of just knocking doors trying to get votes, you have to go out there and help people. You know, keep your eye on the old people, make sure the so-and-so's all right, develop the true sense of the community. And so those people then come into league with the climate activists and the environmentalists, who come into, who, who, who then work in coordination with the, the anti-racists, and then with the people that work in, in trade unions, you know, in, in working class organisation around their work. And then all of that plugged into a political party that can grasp state power. Then there's a chance of, of saving the world. Otherwise, kiss your arse goodbye, I'd say. And we've been saying it for ages, but what's heartening is seeing the left start to say it. Because pre- pre- previously they haven't wanted to say it, you know. 
So are they only saying that at the uh, the World Transformed? What about the actual Labour conference? Well, no, well, the, like, like what, did, what did like? Did they say anything about no, that? No, no. What they what they do is they get behind the they get behind the flag, nationalism and the Queen. I mean, they sang the national anthem. First, uh, first yeah. no one has ever sang the national anthem at a Labour Party conference in the 120 years of the existence of the party. You know, they, they actually try to play the, 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 the game of the hegemon, which strikes me as an absolute lack of political imagination. You know, and philosophical imagination, and not just straightforward imagination. It's just a lack of imagination. They, they, they let the hegemon set the rules and then try and play by, by the hegemon's rules as a kind of junior, junior t- Tory party. That's what they do. That is what they do. But they can change. But it's a party that's got socialists in it. That you know, that's got that, that has got connections with trade unions. And I've always said Labour is too much of it, it, it's too broad a broad church. You know, because it's got to be the radicals that get together. It's got to be. It's got to be enough is enough. The enough is enough movement. It's got to be like the rent strikers. And the tenants unions, you know, and the community, the community groups, who, who, who are trying to make sure people are not starving in this country, in this rich country. It is really, really going down the fucking tube, you know. And what this this trust uh, trust lot have done is just accelerate that, and they don't care. It is disaster capitalism, as we said. Yeah, as and we, incidentally, yeah, a lot of. Uh, um, Tory donors and good friends with Liz Trust made an absolute fortune shorting the pound. Well, I knew it was going to crash, didn't they? Yeah. So don't worry, folks. If you can't pay your bills, it's all right. The rich, the rich folks are okay. Mm. They're, well, they're doing fine. Chris Binoddy apparently made, made a bit of a killing on it. He made a killing on Brexit, didn't he? Shorted the pound just on, on the night of the Brexit election, you know. Made millions. I think he might have made over a billion pounds out of that. Doing the same thing. Incidentally, quasi, quasi, quasi Quartang used to used to work for him as a consultant. He used to be like Audi Asset Management Limited or whatever his, his thing is. He hedge fund, you know. He had a four, It's in his declaration of interests in Parliament, you know, because parliamentarian. MP has to declare if they've got other jobs and what they get, you know. And of course, he was as a consultant, a political and economic consultant for Crispy Oddie's wealth management, amongst others. All these people are, are, are in a network of arseholes, you know. So that's where we're at, and it's it's kind of a bit more of the same from us here today on on this and. It's just the same as before. The systems, the systems are now showing the instability that I've been pointing out for, for years and years and years. So we've been doing these po- podcasts about five years, I think. And one of the, some of the very first podcasts I did, I said all the systems are, are not exactly stable. And it's bad news if they all kind of hit one of their one of their rough patches at the same time. The, the, the main basic life-sustaining system, and that is what they are. They sustain fucking life itself. You know. And we're in such a period, it seems to me, that where, where there is quite a lot of mutually reinforcing chaos in the various systems that sustain life, you know. And it operates at the level of culture, it operates at the level of politics, it operates at the level of ecology, it operates in people's personal lives, it operates in employment, it's, it's obviously it operates in the economy big style. 
as we've just tried to say, you know. And we're in the midst of that, and it's global, but it's particularly bad here. Aggravated by Brexit, and, and, and what we have now is a fascist government. I mean, an openly fascist government, as opposed to a, as, as opposed to a sort of fascist but pretend not to be government. We've had fascism in this country for a very long time. People say, how are we turning fascists? It's been fascist for ages. If you take Mussolini's idea of fascism, and he should know, he coined the fucking term, you know, as far as I can see. Fascism is, is co corporate and state power melded together. It's precisely what we got. And we're going to have to struggle pretty hard to fucking stop it. But if we don't, we're all dead. I suppose one slight glimmer of hope at the end of the tunnel is that uh, Liz Trust might not make it to the end of the month. Why <laughs> <laughs> not make it till the end of today? Yeah, before she's yeah. Uh, hastily replaced, yeah. because even even her own party can't stand what she's yeah. just done, well, and are really I think they're quite quite shocked. They are the letters are already going in uh, mm. for a vote of no confidence. So, yeah. and and it does mean that uh, the, uh, yeah. the the Tory party is in chaos and fighting against each other, and and it, it could mm. mean that. Uh, when, if we do get another general election that's actually uh, <laughs> not fiddled, then um, they'll they, be out. They, you know, they could be they could be you know yeah. out, but like well out. Well you know? out, yeah. But unfortunately, what we've got them to replace them with is not great, yeah. but I mean, uh, still probably a bit better yeah. than. Having said that, you know, the Labour Party conference, which passes potion, uh, policy motions from the floor. You know, um, passed uh, a motion to institute PR, uh, proportional representation at the earliest, which would probably put the Tory party in the wilderness forever. Remember these guys are sitting there on the 72-seat majority on the basis of 29, under 29% of the, the electorate voting for them, given our stupid electoral system. But... Uh, Conference, Labour Party conference has voted for PR, £15 management minimum wage, and the, the, the nationalisation of water and postal back into public ownership. They've already said they're going to take some part of energy back into public ownership, or at least create you know, a people's owned energy provider. Um, they made some good, some good promises, you know, uh, zero carbon by 2030 through an, a green investment bank they said they, they, they'd put 8 billion in that that wouldn't touch the soils it's, it's still a bit limp but it's definitely better than this lot but it's a bit limp and it's still aggressively capitalist but there are socialists within that party I mean I'm one of them in Welsh Labour you know because Welsh Labour is different you have to kind of remember that <laughs> we actually have a kind of a Labour government here so it is, a, it is a little bit different, but it's a devolved government. It doesn't have the full range of governmental powers. The other thing, and what you said, you know, trust, vote to no confidence. The 1922 committee, there's a rule in the 1922 committee which, which decides on these kind of internal Tory party matters. That a new leader has got 12 months when, you, when the, you, they can't have an internal party vote to no confidence. Parliament could give her a vote in our confidence. But in terms of her own party, she's safe for 12 months, from what I understand. 
They can make it impossible for her by just not letting her pass anything. Because they are riven. They're riven. And they're a small group, the ERG. But they have relentlessly and remorselessly, by all kinds of, like, Machiavellian means, got themselves into this, this leading position. But they are a bunch of fucking fundamentalists, free market fundamentalists. <laughs> Blatant class warriors on behalf of billionaires. But they are in they are in chaos. They, they they've run out of momentum. They split amongst themselves. Of course, the the, the media is more interested in splitting labour than it is in which, of course, it is equally chaotic and riven. As I said, a broad church that is a little bit too broad. But uh, the Tories are fucking riven too. So, mate, you're living in interesting times, eh, chaps? Yeah. Well, we're just uh, getting to the end of our walk now. You can probably hear the noises of the town in the background. Yeah. It's quite good. We're still like above. We're looking over the rooftops. But, yeah. But in five minutes, we'll be home, won't we? Beach is empty. I can see a couple of people. Apparently, yeah. there were there were two whales yesterday uh, splashing around in the bay for quite yeah. some time. Yeah, we should have seen it. Uh, we went out in the morning, but it was like you had to sort of walk leaning very heavily into the wind to be able to actually not fall over or be blown back so we didn't spend much time yeah. outside yesterday but that would have been that would have been a, a sight to see it was fresh wasn't it it certainly was yeah but um there's much we, better today yeah, we've seen so i've dolphins. been looking out over the over the water whenever we, yeah, we've been I I mean, like looking at the, the sea just to see if they might be back yeah that would be that would be nice that would be that would be a real fun thing that would be to a see. Treat, yeah yeah it's great when you see a dolphin we do see the dolphins occasionally and poor pussies as well we say then yeah and it kind of lifts you somehow when you see them yeah splashing about there in the bay anyway uh may you live in interesting times <laughs> we hope you're all well Yes. Apologies for taking a bit of time. <laughs> but there's been we, a, a been lot that, to cover. I mean, we've yeah. only really scratched the surface of everything that's gone on since yeah. our last podcast, really. I mean, really, that was a bit of a ramble, but there is a basic couple of basic points there that are worth really yeah. grasping. I mean, One is the need the need for these, uh, this, this broad act, activi- activism across all, all pro- progressive causes. The, the other is recognition of class antagonism as something very fundamental feature of our capitalist society and the other is that all of these seemingly disparate crises are in fact related to each other sort of quite intimately so I make knowledge great again and if you're interested in the community building or journaling groups and you're just wondering where on earth to start I would recommend joining up with the Enough is Enough Yeah, campaign. you can sign up to that dead you could, easy. You could sign up to that and um, and then maybe from there sort of have a yeah. look and see what else you be- could become a part of and yeah. also particularly looking at anything that's that's local to you. You also join a union if you're in work. Yeah. Uh, but check them out because not all unions are born equal, you know. Yeah. Uh, trade unions can be quite right-wing or, or, or hopeless or sell-out. You know, the, 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 I remember the East End Dockers um, marching to support Enoch Powell. He was somewhere to the right of bloody Dr Goebbels, you know. So it can happen. It's not, it's not a foolproof thing, but we have some very, very good, good, good unions. And uh, join them, join it and be active if you can.
But it's, it's finding the activism that works for you as well. You know, but I'd still join, even if you're sort of fairly passive, so you get your vote. OK, folks, thank you for joining us on our walk today. So a little bit of everything in uh, what we said today. I think maybe, maybe we'll just t entitle this the Everything Talk. <laughs> mm. So thank you for coming with us, and we'll speak to you again soon.